All right. Hello. Welcome to Read with Finest, episode five. Uh, we're still reading the Hungry Tigerist from the next story, The Birth of the Buddha. We'll go ahead and just get it started. Some theme music, yada, 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 theme music, yada, blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> It was long ago in India that Queen Maya, wife of King Sudhana, dreamed of a six-tuxed white elephant that entered her room and touched her right side with a lotus flower. The king called for his wise men to interpret the dream. They all predict predicted that a child destined for greatness would soon be born. If he follows a worldly path, they announced, he will become a great ruler even emperor of the world if he recognizes the truth of impermanence he will seek a higher life he will leave the palace in quest of enlightenment undergoing much hardship he will finally attain complete understanding and become a teacher of god to gods beast and humankind the queen was overjoyed by king sudahan uh, while rejoicing was troubled he could not help but think of how he might protect his son from hardship and danger and of how he might help him become the great man who would rule the world. One day, almost 10 months later, Queen Maha set out to give birth in the home of her parents. On the way, she passed a magnificent park near the town of Lubini. There, she and her attendants stopped to rest in a grove of ancient salsa trees. Queen Maya wandered uh, wandered through the gardens until she stood beneath the largest and oldest tree in the grove she reached up to touch the pe uh, petals of the open blossom of an open blossom white and golden yellow lotus petals tumbled from the skies in a rain of flowers the earth beneath uh, the earth birthed forth delicate odors jasmine rose and sandalwood from the air itself came magically sounding music sounding a music <clears throat> from the air itself came magically sounding a music of silvery bells and of high, clear voices, singing in a language of delight. Her child was born. Skywalking D Davis appeared at the, mother's, at the mother's side and watched the child in stream of heavenly dew. The baby Buddha took seven steps, and at each step, a lotus blossom sprang up to support his feet, rising one hand up towards the heavens and pointing the other down towards the earth, he fearlessly sounded the Buddha's lion's roar. Above the heavens, below the heavens, I am the only one. Queen Maha gathered her long-awaited child into her arms, and as she did, the infant lapsed from all signs of special consciousness of power or power. However, the queen had heard and seen that day there would be no one happier than she, unless it was the Buddha himself. Through just a newborn child, he already looked on each Adeve, man, woman, child, animal, flower, tree, and stone with a parent's tender love. After many ages of sustained effort, he had at least come into life prepared to aid them all. Um, that's really cool, but I, I kind of think it's like a double-edged sword or like a... The story's over. Um, it seems like... Like what a burden to bear, you know, especially as like such an innocent young child to uh, I, I know it's crazy that it's walking and, and doing all this crazy stuff and speaking full sentences. But uh, even beyond that, it's like, man, take take a break and take say Google Gaga. Enjoy yourself for a moment before you have to start being everyone's parent.
But uh, that's what I guess the Buddha is for, someone that has to bear those uh, burdens. And uh, we uh, need those people and they have their, their strength because of that. Uh, we'll go ahead and read the criticisms now of this, the birth of the Buddha. All right. Legends of the Buddha's birth, like those of the births of others, of other great religious figures, includes miraculous elements. One wonders, one wonders, does this say more about the person who has has been born has been so born or about the workings of the human mind and attempting to explain the birth of a child whose destiny proves remarkable as with all symbolism there is the implicit t tension of trying to put into words what there are no words for the result is a language of myth so while these miraculous events need not to be taken literally neither should they be viewed as untrue profound truths are expressed in this image language of another order. Maya's dream and all the other miraculous elements, the Buddha's walking and talking at birth, the appearance of Davis and Davic music, etc., have their traditional roots in the first most seminal and uh, perhaps finest biography of the Buddha, the Buddha, Hak Buddha Hakteria, or Acts of the Buddha of the first century Indian poet as as Vagosa, one of the most brilliant of the luminous Tang era, eighth, eighteenth, nineteenth century Chinese Zen master Onmon is said to have explained, ex 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 exclaimed about those miracles. If I had been there, I would have cut him up and fed his flesh to the dogs. Harsh sounding and irrelevant and irreverent words. Perhaps yet, yeah, I think a piece at least of Unman's intent is clear enough. Let's not get hypnotized by soothing words and nice ideas. Do not ignore the miraculous ordinary moment in your own life. The Buddha sounding of the lion's roar is a traditional expression, signifying that the utterance of a Buddha filled with the energy and conviction that flow from deep under understanding have great power. Like the lion's roar that stuns lesser beasts, the words of the Buddha coming as they do from such knowing transcends speculation. A Buddha's words are majestic in their truth. The birth takes place countless lifetimes for four, the number four, Askina Capitalist, and 100,000 world cycles, births and dissolutions of the world. After Samadei's meeting with Dimparka, a Buddha, it fulfills the prediction of birth made then. Okay. Well, that was the reading for today. Um, after reading that, it's basically what I said earlier. Like, And they said this in the, the very forward about not taking everything so literally and just taking it for like the message it is. And I, I think that's, again, what makes a uh, a sound spiritual religious person is they're, they're taking the message and really trying to put it into context to... Uh, their reality and their life and I, what I like what they touched about was that guy saying like I should have cut that um, Buddha up into pieces right then and there to let you know that the Buddha is still no better than you or I I I, I think that like we are we shouldn't take so much like oh I wasn't born like the Buddha so who am I or what can I do um, that we all have the chance to be the Buddha or to emulate him or to emulate the world that we're in. Uh, so, you know, or whatever. Uh, I could be wrong, uh, but I think I'll probably learn more as I read. So thanks for uh, tuning in, and this is Reading with Finest.
Yeah.